This is Digital Pathology Today. Now here's your host, Dr. Joseph Anderson. We've all seen it in science fiction movies and maybe somewhat in consumer tech culture with things such as Google Glasses or Pokemon Go. Augmented reality, an enhanced version of the physical world through the use of digital visual elements. But does it have a role in digital pathology? Welcome to Digital Pathology Today. I'm Joe Anderson. Our guest is Gabe Siegel, CEO and co-founder of Augmentix, a company that develops augmented reality and digital pathology capabilities for the existing microscope. Prior to starting Augmentix, Gabe worked for multiple medical device and digital pathology companies focusing on marketing strategy and communications. As a marketing manager in the digital pathology space, he became aware of some of the challenges involved in whole slide imaging. Gabe then developed the concept for augmented reality microscopy and microscope-based digital pathology. We're going to be talking about how the microscope itself can be improved independent of slide scanners. What is augmented reality? What are the benefits of augmented reality? Can it really save time and money? What is real-time telepathology? And finally, what is smart pathology? Want to take a deeper dive into the world of pathology and laboratory medicine? Intrigued by immunology, histology, cytology, molecular pathology, and more? Check out the Pathology Grand Tour, a 12-issue limited podcast series available from all major podcast distributors. Hosted by the pathologist, the tour features voices from every stop on the medical laboratory map. Ever wondered how your colleagues in forensics actually spend their days? Or how infectious disease specialists are reacting to COVID-19? or what the latest developments are in genetics and genomics. Get your answers straight from the source on the Pathology Grand Tour, available wherever you normally get your podcasts, or visit the tour online at thepathologist.com slash podcast. Gabe Siegel from Augmentix, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Really exciting to be here. It is very exciting. We're in the midst of a digital transformation in pathology, and everyone's so focused on all the neat tools and hardware. We're focused on the scanners and the monitor, but we're using the same old microscope. No one's really focused on that. And so you folks seem to have identified a way to improve that. Or how could the microscope, the light microscope itself be improved? Right. So the light microscope by itself is a wonderful, wonderful tool. And in our rush to go digital, I, th- I think it's been overlooked all the advantages of the microscope beyond even just the benefits of digital pathology, which obviously a light microscope by itself is, is not capable of supporting. But just the speed down to the fact that the raw data in pathology is the glass slide. So the speed in which we could put something underneath the microscope and see what's there as opposed to the process of scanning and then pulling it up on a screen or the image quality, which what we see with our own eyes optically will always be superior to what's being viewed on a, on a screen. And then of course, the fact that the microscope is just there on every pathologist's desk. I would imagine going into any lab, even the labs which have gone fully digital, they're still going to have a uh, microscope on the desk. So yeah, why not make use of it and uh, make an improvement to what there already is? And that was the idea of Augmentix, to maintain all the advantages of the microscope, but to sort of uh, merge it, hybrid it with the benefits of digital pathology. Okay. And what is augmented reality? I think we've all gotten maybe a little taste of it, maybe from movies or science fiction, or, you know, it often involves wearing goggles or a headset and you're experiencing your reality is somehow enhanced. So what exactly do we mean by augmented reality? Well, you just said with the goggles is, and that's really, that would be the difference between 
the an augmented reality and a virtual reality. So, so virtual reality to start over there is everything is digital. Everything is it's not really what we're seeing. And whereas augmented reality, what we're seeing, the main view is still the same optical quality, but but now we have this additional layer of information which is being uh, supplied or, or uh, projected into our field of view. And the reason that the I guess you could say like why augmented reality? Why was this sort of the goal of Augmentics? When we started the company, we started our development. This was at a time that FDA still required a glass-based diagnosis. But at the same time, there is benefit to digitally, uh, for sure. The, if there is certain quantitative, looking for a quantitative answer of you know, IHCs, then uh, the ability to use these digital tools, computer-assisted diagnostics, and CMS providing a higher reimbursement for the use of these tools for these type of stains and samples. So that was the ability, uh, that was the idea to allow the pathologist to stick with the FDA requirement for glass-based diagnosis, but also to provide the computer-assisted diagnostic tools in real time. And again, why another aspect of why this would work, uh, why we thought it would work better to provide this information via augmented reality, which is, again, the pathologist still seeing the same optical quality of the slide via the microscope. But now seeing this information as an overlay, it was sort of like I, I heard this from a pathologist at a trade show. It was the 90-10 rule in pathology, which is in 90% of instances, uh, the pathologist doesn't need the digital tools and 10% he won't trust it. So I think there's a 90-10 rule for everything. And, and I imagine that the 90-10 rule of pathology is probably really true, <laughs> probably resonates with a lot of pathologists. So again, we're like... We heard that this was said before Augmentics was started and we're always having this in the back of our mind. So the idea was the pathologist, the majority of instances, the majority of slides, they're qualitative. The pathologist knows immediately what the story is, what's going on. But there are certain instances where computer-assisted diagnostics, a digital pathology could be of use. And yet then it's like, okay, so that small percentage of cases where the digital pathology is beneficial is it worth the investment? Is it worth not only the, the monetary investment, but also even like the time investment for a pathologist who's really busy, and I, I imagine most are. So you have this one slide where there, there's a question on, then the pathologist has to make that decision. Am I going to take an image and then I'm going to go open up this other software and I'm going to start making measurements or should I just make a guesstimate? And I imagine a lot of instances there's guesstimates being made. So it comes down to, it's like with augmented reality and the idea of augmentics is providing the digital overlay or this additional information or these additional digital tools only when the pathologist needs it. So they're still doing the, the same workflow, the same microscope based routine and all the benefits that come with, with that in terms of the speed and the optical quality. But at those few instances where uh, digital tools are, are useful, it's available for them within their microscope. Okay. That's interesting. You talk about the 90-10. I think we are familiar with that as the Pareto principle, the 90-10 or the 80-20. And I think in other terms, I've heard people say, you know, a lot like most professions, it's periods of extreme boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. Most cases are routine, I think, just by the nature of what we do. But then it's those, those outliers where we need a little bit of extra help. And you also mentioned FDA and regulatory concerns. So we'll get to that a little bit later, but then also it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about is enhancing the workflow. Like we have, most cases are straightforward, most cases are routine, but then there's a lot of extra steps that probably involve switching to a different workflow, a lot of clicks of your mouse, you know, so you have a case, do I want to take a picture of this? Do I want to share it with a colleague? Do I want to post it on social media? 
nowadays, you know, do I want a second opinion? And so there's all sorts of different things you can do, which may be cumbersome. So it sounds like the augmented reality can go a long way to streamlining the workflows and really allowing you to do things from a single workflow. Correct. We could look at the, in terms of like real, like clinical benefits of augmented reality, but it really goes even beyond that because Augmentix as a company and like every company, there's a, um, what would be the correct word here? Like maturity or a things evolve from um, the original concept to, and, and things are added on. So the original idea of Augmentix was the augmented reality within the microscope and to provide this digital information. But it really evolved from the feedback of different pathologists to more into this concept of what you just said, the workflow enhancement. So there are many tools which are inside the system which allowed the pathologist to work faster to reduce the number of mouse clicks which have to be made. Sort of like this idea of having the, the a smartphone with an app store and the apps are all inside and it's just like this single click, was it like the iPhone only has one button, but it, it's just like that goal of having a single click to handle all the issues so everything can be solved in, in as little time as possible. So there are many applications within Augmentix which uh, are encircling the augmented reality, making the augmented reality, I would even say it's not even like the main feature. It's sort of like one of multiple capabilities. So it could be automatic reporting or automatically saving images, automatically capturing images without even pushing the, the save button, metrics. There are many, many tools which are inside the augmented system designed to enhance and speed up and just make it really easier the workflow. So is that kind of what you mean by real-time telepathology? That is one of them. That is like the real-time telepathology. I, I think that could be, it would be categorized as the ability to share the image, both sides or all the multiple different uh, participants in this telepathology session are all viewing the same region at the same time. And all of them are able to, it's multidirectional. All of them are able to make annotations and everyone's annotations are being viewed in real time. So that's the aspect of the real time. I think, again, I'm I never did a telepathology session with a whole slide imaging system, but I would imagine that the problem with the whole slide imaging is that the file is so heavy, that it's just not feasible to, for one side and another side located somewhere else offsite to be able to view the same area at the same time, unless they're using a screen sharing application. And with Augmentix, the advantage is that it's a combined hardware and software. So, and also because we're looking at the region, the, that region of interest, which is much smaller than a whole slide. So instead of a two gigabyte file or a gigabyte, whatever it might be, we're talking about a few megabytes. We're able to share that image in real time to, I guess, an unlimited number of remote participants. They're all viewing the live image and, and there's a unique IP protocol so that there's like a lossless compression. And so it's like a full pixel image. And then everyone's able to make annotations at, at the same time and view those annotations. So it's, it's truly multidirectional. It's, it's really real time. As soon as the stage is moved, everyone sees the movement and everyone sees as soon as the, the stage is stopped and you're looking at an, a new area of the slide. From our point of view, that's the real time aspect of the telepathology. Okay. So it sounds like it could be a really great collaborative tool as well with colleagues across the hallway or across the country or across the world. Uh, definitely. There's been a lot of uh, good use of the system for frozen sections. There are a lot of, I think a lot of benefits, uh, particularly for frozen sections, having the don't need to scan, just put it right on the microscope and the consultant pathologist located wherever they might be located 
can immediately provide an answer. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about maybe some specific applications or some of the work you've been doing at, at Augmentix, because I think really solutions to problems really start with the use case and what is the unmet need. So really, what did you kind of focus in on as some of the uh, early problems to solve? That's really true. Like, where is the main benefit? Where, where does, like, I guess you could say with augmented reality, where do we really see time savings by using that or, or in any other aspect of the, of the technology? So a few examples of what we've been focusing on and what some of the labs which have been using the system they've been doing. We've worked to integrate, whether it's AI or different image analysis tools like QPath inside the system. So there have been studies performed showing the utility of algorithms like KI67 and AI algorithms for particular instances, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or myopathy, liver fibrosis. So using in real time, while the pathologist is looking at the slide to be able to quantify these areas and to provide, the, uh, if, in, if in the case of KI67, how many cells are being looked at and what percentage are cancerous? That's one, uh, one area. Mm -hmm. But even just like a much like simpler, forget the fancy algorithms, measurements, breast tumor size, and the distance to margin and, and lymph nodes, if these have to be documented, how much time could be saved by performing the measurements inside the microscope eyepiece? Again, this is without the need to digitize the slide. It's on the live slide. There's just taking the mouse, make a measurement inside the eyepiece, and then with one click, these images are saved and automatically placed into a report. So really a lot of time is saved by doing that, by not having taken out uh, like the old ruler and measuring the distance. It works. The ruler works. It's great. But time is being saved by providing these tools inside the eyepiece. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's incredibly fascinating. And I think what's an interesting phenomenon around digital pathology is that people outside of the profession would be appalled or think it's completely ridiculous with the way that we've been doing things up to very, very recently and still probably do. So for example, measuring the size of something, measuring the size of a tumor, you know, is often done by taking a glass slide, putting little dots of magic marker on the slide and then taking out your ruler, you know, and then taking that measurement, which is very crude, can be somewhat inaccurate and it's time consuming. So this is kind of just a little thing measuring a kind of an old-fashioned metric, but it's going to be a huge advance, you know, in terms of workflow, time savings and accuracy. So I think that's fantastic. You talked about regulatory concerns and requirements from the FDA and other bodies. What have you experienced there? What is your approach to regulatory concerns and what barriers do you think we have there to overcome? So in terms of the, like, uh, the augmented reality or in the system itself, there's, I would say, very low concern from our part because the microscope predates the FDA and as such as the microscope itself is not under FDA regulatory what would be the word jurisdiction. And as such, any microscope accessory is also really not under FDA jurisdiction. So it's an FDA exempt device. Like the entire, I would say the, I would put under that the augmented reality. That's FDA exempt according to this category. But once a system would start performing image analysis inside the microscope, so then that, that's a different story. Then you're already like, uh, just like any image analysis tool, which would be performed on the computer, whatever would apply in the computer would apply inside the microscope. Cause that's really the, what's going on here. We're just taking information from the computer and projecting it into the microscope eyepiece. In that instance, I think that a lot of times pathology labs are doing their own validation 
on different algorithms which they use. So this is probably more of a CLIA. However, I did work for a company which was developing different algorithms and they did receive a 510k for, for their algorithms. So I am looking forward, if we were ever the ones to develop algorithms, I imagine we would have to go down that path. But because uh, dealing with the regulatory is a challenge and people do it much better than we do. So what we've done is really made our system open platform and third-party developers which develop their algorithms are able to integrate it within the augmented system. And then it really becomes that concept which was mentioned earlier, like a smartphone and an app store where the Augmentics is uh, hosting this other third-party software. So the pathologist comes, he just says, okay, here's a bunch of AI providers. I think I want to use uh, this one. And they already have all their FDA or whatever, CE, whatever it might be. And then uh, it's just being deployed uh, within Augmentics with the other party's uh, regulatory approval. Yeah, I think the regulatory aspects can get uh, complicated and confusing. And that, that's a good point you bring up there about FDA versus CLIA. So I think the distinctions are, or among others are, you know, FDA is very often kind of a sales and marketing claim, but then also the burden of validating in an individual lab often falls under CLIA. So I think this is a very unique approach you have with developing the platform. And then, like you said, allowing people to pick and choose the apps that they like on the platform, I think could be a very enticing model. So tell us, do you have any big announcements coming up at Augmentix? We have some big announcements coming up, but they're so big that I can't uh, go into too much detail. We're still in, um, I would guess, like the patent uh, process. So we're not, I'm not able to go into too much detail. But I could say that we're working on a, on a second generation product, which should be an absolutely amazing, amazing enhancement to pathology and uh, microscopy. So we're very excited about this new technology, which is coming down the pipeline. And other exciting things going on, big announcements is that we're working with AI companies and we've just um, integrated uh, one company in Germany called FinePeak. And there's work being started in uh, different labs for their use of AI for the IHC breast cancer panel, but the KI67, ERPR. So we're really, really excited about that. We think that's, uh, if this, so far the preliminary result results from pathologists using the, the AI and our system together has been very, very uh, ecstatic. And we're hoping that soon there'll be a nice study being done. That is encouraging. I think we're, that'll give us something to look forward to. Now, so Gabe Siegel from Augmentics, we've heard all about what you do. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get interested in digital pathology and augmented reality and marrying the two? <laughs> Being at the right place at the right time. My outlook on life is one where everything that we go through in life could be used as, as a stepping stone, a, a, like a building block for the next thing. We, we learn from everything, our mistakes and our successes and every place where we happen to be, we could use it to learning from that and, and to our advantage. And that, um, that has been very powerful um, outlook for myself. And my background is not in, and so I'll explain this, my background is not in, in engineering and my background is not in medicine. It's, it's really accounting and, and marketing. I've had a number, I started off my professional career, call it that, uh, working at accounting firms and eventually switching from accounting and more to marketing and ending up before starting Augmentics at a different digital pathology company. And it was there, which I mentioned earlier, hearing about the 90-10 rule and also being in a pathology lab and hearing from pathologists that <laughs> I would go into pathology lab and say, here is this technology. Would you be interested in using 
this as a pilot, a beta, and they would just be like, no, it doesn't matter. We don't care that it's without cost. We just don't want to use this. And it was there that I understood that the issue in pathology is the workflow, the digital tools. What I mentioned before about the slide being the raw data and everything that we've done with digital is breaking that workflow. It's or, Or maybe it's like the proverbial sort of um, elephant gun going after a fly. Is this the best approach to, we have a problem. There is a problem with, with pathology that it's so <laughs> like straight out of the, you know, the stone age in the way in it, compared to other specialties, especially radiology where they're very similar in, in I mean, not, not similar, but in, there's this sort of, I wouldn't say digital pathology is born out of the, the success of digital radiology, but it's still different because the slide is the raw data. And you could get the most, digital, which is would be this digitization of slides, but everything that's involved, the cost and the, the IT and the complexities, and it just wasn't fitting. This was my thought process when I was at this company. And one uh, takeaway could have been, okay, so digital pathology is just something that I'm not so interested in. Let me find a new job. But no, instead, uh, what happened was that just having this, there was a spark of an idea for this concept. And then having the the courage, the guts, the the drive to take something which was just a, a nice concept, but to run with it and to turn it into a real company. That drive, that the grit of being an entrepreneur, that must come from um that's deep inside a person. Not not everyone has it. I really have to thank my parents for that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It does come from within. And I think that's a natural comparison between pathology and radiology. And I think people from the outside looked in and said, well, why is radiology so far ahead of pathology in terms of digitization? But I think once we kind of dive in and really understand the differences and why that is, I think it's really going to allow pathology to excel and maybe catch up and and maybe even go beyond. So uh, Gabe Siegel, what excites you in the next 10 years or so? Where do you see things going? So what I would like to see and what, what we're trying to do, even though I'm doubtful of the benefits of uh, whole slide imaging. Okay. And that's why I started Augmentics. But I have no illusions that the pathology isn't going there. Pathology is going towards this more and more digitization. And it makes sense that the price of, uh, of implementation of this technology will decrease as time goes by. But with that, I am a firm believer that the microscope will always stay on the pathologist's desk until they figure out a way to perform pathology without the slide at all, there's going to have to be a microscope. And what I would really like to see is this merger, this digital merger of the digital slide, the whole slide imaging, and with the microscope-based workflow via Augmentix or system, other systems like Augmentix. Today, all the work which is being done on the microscope, it's totally analog. No data is being gathered. There's no... I don't like the word an audit trail because no one really wants Big Brother looking at what they're doing. But at the same time, there, there's all this work which is being done is essentially, there's so much that could be learned from it and it's being lost. And when I say like learn from it, there was a study which was done in, in one lab which took our system to study the workflow of the pathologist. How does a pathologist move the slide? How much time do they take? Is there an optimum method of a workflow? And then once they can understand the, the optimum method. So then they could train other pathologists on how to work in, in a similar method. And if we're able to capture all this data, which is still being done in the microscope, and then to merge it with the digital slide, 
it could be that we could have like really like everything which would be the benefits of digital pathology. So let's say AI algorithms, the way which is being done right now is a slightest scan and then you'll have a one or two pathologists come and they'll annotate the slides, these digital slides. And then I guess whatever is done by these computer engineers with this annotated data. But the problem with this method, even though it's great to have like sort of like in the free time, a pathologist has the peace of mind to come and annotate is that it's not really big data. There's a few one or two pathologists which are doing the work. And also there are the issues of the camera being and the light always being the same. And then it's like not like the real workflow because you're not under that pressure and stress. If we can combine this digitized data with all the microscope data. So now imagine we have data coming in from hundreds or thousands of pathologists who are doing their normal routine, but we're also correlating this workflow with the digital slide and all the places, areas of the slide where the pathologists look, it's also being collected. And there's all different types of lighting and different microscope settings. So there's really the strength of the algorithm could be so much greater because we're merging and we're combining the digital and the analog together. This is our goals, one of our goals for the upcoming years to create this joint sort of combo system, the best of uh, the digital and the analog. The best of both worlds, merging the digital and the analog. Our guest has been Gabe Siegel from Augmentix. We'll see you next time on Digital Pathology Today. This has been Digital Pathology Today. Please be sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening.